Well, hello, and welcome to this very well-prepared episode of Say Something Interesting. <laughs> my name is Brent, and with me today is my friend Megan. Hello. And uh, Say Something Interesting is a podcast that is designed to uh, just, you know, keep you entertained throughout your week, provide a little bit of uh, something substantial uh, in the midst of, in, sandwiched in between the talks from Sundays at East Lake on, uh, at, uh, on, on Sundays at Church, online currently, and uh, hopefully a little bit of uh, entertainment for your week. How are you, Megan? I'm doing well. You are doing church. Yeah. You were doing school. I was doing school. Uh, today, she just took a job as a science teacher at a local high school mm-hmm. here, Chihuahua, Riverhawks. Yep. You're yeah. a Riverhawk now. Yeah. Do you have any gear yet? Do you have any? No. No, I don't have any face paint. Anything? Nope. nope. God, your school spirit got to step up that a little bit, please. <laughs> it's only been a week. <laughs> uh, anyways, also none of that is open for well, me to access. <laughs> they didn't like give you like a welcome package. Here's no, no. Here's they like barely a, like acknowledged that or something I was with new. The Riverhawk like, on it. Do you know what the schools are like right now? No, friend? it's probably chaos. It's chaos. Everyone's in their class, like in terms of teachers, right? Teaching from um, their classrooms? No, it's optional. You can okay. teach from home or teach from your classroom. Got Today it. I taught from home. Okay. I'm going to, I think I'm going to try and alternate a little bit. Okay. Um, I think there's going to be some value in also being at home for my students and letting them see my home space and my cats and yeah. like kind of sharing in that part with them. I think that that will add... I don't know. I think you it'll can be tell an them for thing. bonus credit. They can listen to say something interesting, <laughs> and it'll up their grade, some to a bigger grade letter, something. Um, so Grayson and Jovi today, for the first time, both had school and the same. They're in the same. They're not in the same class. They're in the same grade, but mm-hmm. the teachers had some offsetting times in terms of who did what and what days. Anyways, today was the first day where they're like they both had to be on their computers at eight a.m. Right. So we set them all up. We got them going. I left to go out for a run this morning. I came, when I came back in, um, Grayson, uh, Kylie's there, and she's got this look on my face because she had gone out for a walk. <laughs> I'd gone out for a run. And she, she looked at me like, what are you, why aren't you here helping these kids out, right? <laughs> and she said she had walked in, and he's playing his guitar for his whole class. Oh, no. <laughs> looking over at him, and Kylie's dying, right? And... And and we can hear the teacher going, Grayson, it's not show and tell time right now. Just <laughs> just put the guitar. We'll definitely have time for that at some oh point, but it's not today. And he's so excited to show this off, right? Jovi is little Miss Perfect. Got her little book out. She's doing all her stuff, just smiling, giggling, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and then uh, and we we looked at London like London, why didn't you stop him from doing it? And she's like, well, it was better than him break dancing like he was doing just a few minutes ago. <laughs> So apparently, apparently we have to sit in the room with him to make sure that he doesn't do all of these things. Now, to be fair, the breakdancing was part of a little break that they were taking. And the, the teacher said, you guys look like you need to work out the jiggles a little bit. So why don't you just dance for a little bit? And he is a, uh, he's got some hidden talents in the breakdancing category and just well, decided now, to not so hidden anymore. Not so hidden. Yeah. yeah. That's so amazing. That was our morning. <laughs> that was that was pretty great. So <laughs> we were pretty just kind of uh, moving on with all of that. But what I got from that story is that you were an irresponsible parent. Yeah, <laughs> she did. Kylie did say, "Hey, could you check in on them and make sure they're good?" And I did before I left, and then uh, I didn't know I was gonna have to hold their hand the whole time. They sat there for a little bit. They looked like they were good to go, and then I bailed. So. That was, that's another point of contention. I have to work on that one too. So, 
Anyways, <laughs> we are here today. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it is, it, we had this nasty ash oh, yeah. storm yesterday. yesterday. Awful. Uh, so happy Labor Day. Like, yeah, yeah the, everyone at the day off, not everybody, but a lot of people day off. And uh, I know that they were super worried about people getting together out on their boats, hanging out. <laughs> not in the Tri Cities. In the Tri Cities without their masks on. <laughs> And luckily, uh, uh, Mother Nature said no to that. Yeah. So if we see a spike in numbers, <laughs> it ain't because people got together with their masks on on Labor Day because there they was got nobody together, outside. But they did it. Yeah, they might have done it inside. Houses, That's true. Yeah. In, in their houses. I did. I asked my kids, like as our entry task, like as everyone's coming on to the Zoom. I was like, um, "What was the first thing school appropriate that you thought when <laughs> you like looked out the window yesterday morning?" And I had a couple kids who were like. Um, well, I thought, well, shoot, now I'm not going to get to go out on the boat. Apocalypse. <laughs> like, but yeah, Apocalypse was one. I had two kids say it looked like a Western movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was pretty good responses. Did you ever see that movie with uh, Michael McConaughey in space? I'm blanking on the name right now, and it's it's driving. Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there another McConaughey I don't know about? You said Michael McConaughey. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, did I? No, okay, that was me. <laughs> Uh, is it Interstellar? I, yeah, Interstellar. That's I it. never saw it. All right, but in Interstellar, mm-hmm. the world has the climate has changed, has caused so much problems that the only thing that they can grow is corn, and it's like a sandstorm like every day, and that's what it kind of felt like, but with like sepia overtones yesterday, yeah. like everything it was, was definitely Instagram sepia. filter. Yeah. Um, what a weird day! <laughs> and then I woke up this morning and it was went, and it went outside for coffee, and it was totally perfect. Also, I was like, this is insane. It was like fifty degrees. <laughs> oh, so much colder. Yeah. 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 Definitely. What a what a weird yeah. forty eight hours. Well, it's been. so one of my friends who's from Colorado is in Colorado right now, and then my brother and sister in law live in Colorado, and it was ninety degrees, over ninety degrees yesterday, and currently it is snowing. Yeah, crazy, so, so crazy. <laughs> That's what my buddy Seth, who lives in Denver, said. Ninety two yeah. degrees, and then we get three to five inches of snow the yep. next day. I said, "How is that physically possible?" Yep. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, that's why I don't live in Denver. That's it right there. That's the <laughs> primary reason. Yeah. My sister-in-law posted like all their garden produce and stuff. She's like, this is probably our last uh, haul of the season. So make it a good one. How's your garden doing? You got a garden? I don't have a garden. My parents have one. It's not, it's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't. <laughs> Kylie's got some uh, white pumpkin squash things that are going nutso. Uh-huh. And then other things that are like just kind of hit and miss. So I don't yeah, know. My we, mom's, one of is taking over though for sure. My mom grew pumpkins and she has like four that are and one's really good sized. She likes to grow pumpkins and then in October, well, and then she like picks them and then she just uses those on her front porch as decoration instead of buying pumpkins. Smart. But yeah. Yeah. And then and then she has the she has some like she likes to grow salad in her garden. So like lettuce, Did your parents, kale. have they always grown pumpkins, your mom? No, pumpkins okay. are newer, are a newer thing. Okay. Because mm. uh, my parents grew up, I, when I grew up growing pumpkins, or I didn't grow them, my parents grew them, but they would always scar them. Have you ever done this? You uh-uh. scar them at a, at a younger age, mm-hmm. and you can write your name with like a knife in their skin, and it develops like a, like a, like yeah. a scar on your skin over that, and that uh-huh. kind of etches your name on a pumpkin Crazy. after as, as it grows out. It's kind of cool. Kind of that a fun is kind of cool. Something interesting. That'll do it for this podcast. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Just kidding. Um, great. Anything yeah. else in the random category you want to talk about? I don't think so. All right. Let's uh, let's jump into our recap. We started yeah. a new series on Sunday called God and Gold, a series on empire. Um, we showed a clip, a like 17-minute clip from Alice in Wonderland. 
Um, funny thing. It was thing, not that long. It wasn't, but it did it feel, did feel really like, long. and I didn't long. intro it at all. And that no. was kind of sort of intentional. I was, t- I was debating whether on making that the quote unquote funny clip that we always do. But then I just found like a 20 second funny clip with a car that was flipped upside down and that one worked out fine. And then we went right into this. Um, but it was funny cause I went over to my dad, mom and dad's house, uh, for labor day on Sunday for a little barbecue thing. And he said, Hey, I watched you online today. <laughs> and I said, oh yeah? He says, yeah. Hey, I think your tech guy forgot to shut off the clip for the Alice in Wonderland <laughs> thing. And I was like, no, I mean, there wasn't like a good stopping point in there. Like yeah. I wanted to, to finish it all off or whatever. Yeah. So, but anyways, thanks for sticking that out if you watched it online. <laughs> and a lot of you did. We had some of our yeah. biggest numbers, yeah. in, not in terms of live views, but day of viewers that we've yeah. ever had on a Sunday. So I, I feel like it's like, School is starting. Yeah. Rhythm's back a little bit. I don't also, know. Also, sometimes I'm like, maybe people just had trouble and so we're getting on a ton of times. Maybe. I don't know. They've been spending so much time getting their kids online for school <laughs> that they're like, well, now we know how this computer thingy works. <laughs> this newfangled technology <laughs> with the Zooms and all of the things. <laughs> we can definitely make this thing work. Um, hmm. And uh, more people watched on the app this mm-hmm. week than ever before. So... Golly, that's good. That's good, yeah, guys. Yeah. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you for you know putting in a minimal effort, at least, to <laughs> be a part of what we're doing. Um, we also had the opportunity to welcome uh, a few live people, real-life humans, mm-hmm. in our space on Sunday. Uh, we had an outdoor thing. We could do an invite only up to 50 people. And I think we had like 30 something cause we're still trying to keep it. We're still like, you know, figuring this whole thing out. Mm-hmm. We, we had lunch today too. It was funny. Um, uh, Lauren asked the question, when was the last, or not maybe Andrew, um, when was the last time you met somebody new? Yeah. <laughs> like, not like, you know, I went to the grocery store, I saw somebody I didn't know, but like <laughs> you said, hi, my name's so-and-so uh-huh. my name's Brent. What's your name? Right. Um, and uh, Lauren was like, I don't know, April, May. <laughs> I mean, this is that's got to be the longest ever. Like I, yeah, I saw some people even on uh, I'm like, oh, I like, hi, hi, yeah. how are you? You know, <laughs> so weird. Our social interaction skills uh, are at an all time low for yeah. sure. For Definitely, sure. yeah. Um. So, anyways, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good. Um, kicked off the series. Yep. Talked about Empire. Talked uh, a little bit about setting the stage for the rest of the series with the Proverbs chapter one verse about when you you know undo gain when you try and reach for more it affects who you are. Uh, but then more so settled into that Genesis chapter four Cain and Abel sort of battle between nomads and shepherds and uh, well sorry shepherds and farmers and the boundaries that are in place with all of that. And settling east of Eden, east of paradise, east of what was supposed to be this very metaphorical language of things aren't the way that they are supposed to be. I uh, included a story about some of the Portland stuff going on. Uh, and then the blood crying out, and then we'll kind of pick that up from there. But, you know, it's, it's again, it's a series of, A, the world isn't as it should be. Um, the world has been affected by empire from the beginning. America's just the latest sort of iteration of it. And this isn't anti-America. It's I, what I want to address is all of the nasty empire stuff found within the American model that wasn't, hasn't always been there and hopefully won't always be there. And we can kind of do our part to make that not do that. But then, but then really most importantly, bringing this home and be like, how do I personally live with an anti-empire mindset in the way that I interact with those people that I love and the people that I, and I 
rub shoulders with and work with and employ and, and em- employed by and all of those mm-hmm. things. Um, so anyways, that was kind of the general gist of it. You had a chance to kind of sit there and watch that. And then also you said you even rewatched it again. Well, you I didn't really movie. watch most yeah, of it on Sunday. We had some kids I, in the auditorium. I got like busy doing it. At one point, my, my son Clive almost ran up onto the yeah. stage. So, um, <laughs> It was, it was, yeah. there were like people here, so it felt it a lot more busy. Very distracting. <laughs> Church is so much easier without people, guys. I gotta be honest, teaching so much easier without people in the room. <laughs> anyway, but I watched it. So, um, I guess I, I don't know. I think my big takeaway was from the end, like the blood crying out part. Um, and I feel like when, because we do live in an empire in the sense that. Um, America is this really big power. It has a lot of like commercialism and all of these like external things that vie for your attention and that say they're the best and that say this is the way and all of these things. So, in, and I think what I was thinking is when, when we're wrapped up in those ideals and in the empire of where we're living, we, it's hard for us to hear the blood crying out. It's hard for us to hear God in that moment. And so like we need to be really intentional about making space for that and like shutting off those other things that are vying for our attention. Fun thing that I came up with in the research that just got cut for time, um, was the, uh, the continental take on English merchantism or empire as it relates to Anglo-Saxon English empire. Right. Um, Obviously, big battles with the French, big battles with, with Spain and, and Catholicism versus Protestants and all of that in, in history. Um, and at one point in the American Revolution, we were pretty bankrupt, right? Um, and we were kind of being almost a, in a siege pattern from the UK and needed to be able to provide for our people and buy supplies from other places. And uh, the French, out of anger towards the British, decided to support us as a result of this and hoped in the process that we would then become a little bit more French, which was sort of, in their mindset, more uh, non-empire, non-merchant, more homegrown, like slower growth. We're fine with kind of our French wine. I mean, there's like a snootyism that comes along with that Mm -hmm. too, right? Like. But like they, they had kind of hoped that by supporting them, we would want to be more like the French than the English. Um, and then, but and then as a result, we just kind of overtook both of those, <laughs> became more a more Englishified version. Oh yeah, we of, of definitely that. followed the more English. Yeah, so it didn't it didn't of, work out yeah. for the French in that way. But that was kind of the kind of the dynamics at play there when it comes to empire. They were so anti-empire. Um, they felt like English was kind of overstepping their grounds. That this was their way of kind of getting back at him a little bit, which is kind of interesting in the world history of, of all of that. But, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then th- we totally didn't support them when they asked for it, like, I don't know, five years later. So for, well, with the French revolution. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it, w- it was interesting how quickly it turned. Like we were okay with our revolution, but theirs kind of felt like it overreached a little bit for us. <laughs> and we were like, well, that's ridiculous. But I mean, we can't support that. You got to have some structure. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, but total sides. Yeah. But no, yeah. I, but I, that kind of stuff like interests mm-hmm. me, but again, not great for Sunday morning material. Cause I don't no, know how right. you, yeah. how you manage that. But, um, yeah. I did like your Alice in Wonderland 
um, clip. I know it was really long, and but I thought that I thought it did a really good job of like setting up what is an empire, right? It's yeah. this power. It's these people who are like um, taking advantage in a way of someone that has less power and then for their own gain or their own good. And, um, and I thought it was like a really, and if you go on the way. notes page for our, on the app or, or whatever, however, eastlaketricities.com slash notes that you'll find a PDF version of the entire poem. And the reason I think that that's so important is because I mentioned in the talk, but I mentioned very quickly, um, in the cartoon version of it, they're very anti, uh, they're very, uh, the motivation the entire time is to consume the oysters. In the poem, it's not as much. That's an afterthought. It's a, let's get as many people involved as this. And by the way, you know, this kind of makes everybody hungry. So now we've got to look at around and what resources do we have? Oh, we'll just do these ones. So it's, it's not as outright plain. You're kind of like, you understand why they go along with it. And it makes way more sense of, I think a lot of times, um, you would say in American politics, um, either party or whatever, uh, no, our, our intention is not to be empirical, right. Or not to be oppressive in that way. We want to bring people along with this. We want to do these G8 summits. We want to do all of these things. Um, and, but there's a cost involved in that. And if you want, you know, us to play along, there's going to be some, Mm -hmm. you know, things that are going to have to be sacrificed for us to make it worth our while to do this. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's so many, that's so true in so many arenas. I could just think of oh yeah like a ton of things, but then you put it in the <laughs> nationalism part of it. And that was in 18, what did I say? 1867 for um, Lewis Carroll. What does it say on there? 1872. 1872. I mean, you're talking, uh, less than a hundred years after the declaration of independence, you're talking over a hundred years, uh, you know, removed from, uh, like even somewhere like the world domination post-World War II-ish. You're talking, the, and that's why the English is the walrus and we're the carpenter. We're yeah. the still productive kind of lesser of the two mm-hmm. as he writes this, mm-hmm. no question. Um, and yet we're kind of lumped in there as well. Yeah. So, Well, yeah. And I would say now, like if we look at today, are we really the carpenter still? I'm not sure. Right? No, probably not. We're probably the walrus. Probably. So, like, but I, I don't know if I would put English as the carpenter. Oh no, no. But yeah. But it's like, yeah. It's just, it's different. It's like the world powers are very different now. But, um, yeah, I, it's definitely interesting though. But I thought it was really good. So I thought how interesting that we brought this up at, at staff meeting earlier earlier this week to make a kids movie out of very adult material like that. Like, I don't think you see that as much anymore. Now, what you see in Pixar in all of these movies are, we think it's great that there's something for the adults. Like there's a certain level of humor that it peeks into that's like the adults get like a little bone here once in a while Mm -hmm. to thanks for watching with your kids and paying $30 on Disney plus to be able to watch this. Right. Um, but the source material is typically a screenplay written for kids as its target audience. Um, Lewis Carroll's Alice through the looking glass is almost anything, but I mean, it's almost dark material. And a lot of Disney's early source materials were like incredibly dark. Snow White and the uh, Mm -hmm. dwarves were, was very dark sleeping beauty. Like, I don't know how recently you've watched that, but it's (laughs) not terrifying. It's terrifying. (laughs) 37, I'm like, golly, that's a dark witch. Um, Anyways, you know, that kind of thing. So 
um, yeah, it was just interesting how that kind of the the bluntness of a story mm-hmm. like that and yeah. how that got used towards. Well, know, I think there's definitely this is totally sidetracked too, but there's definitely been a movement in this time. Whole podcast is yeah, it's true. Um, like as time has gone on, we definitely like. What's the word I want to find? Um, we make things for kids more like palatable, right? That's yeah. not the word I want, but um, we like blunt the edges. But I think pe- people didn't used to do that with children. Like they res- they acknowledge that kids know that monsters are real. They acknowledge that kids experience these things, and they can handle this world, this fantasy world that deals with them also. But I don't think we do that quite as much anymore. Um. And so, like, that is an interesting transition, too, in time of... Are you advocating that you should no, have your children watch Game of Thrones with you? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I think that there is, like, I think kids do understand more than we give them credit for. And yeah. they do understand that the world is broken in their own kid kind of way. And so, like having stories that deal with that is an important thing. And I don't think it needs to be the same as it was in like the 1930s. Cause it is really scary and like definitely traumatized by Ursula getting impaled by a ship in little mermaid. But you know, there is some value in understanding that kids, kids media should be dealing with the same problems that we're, that adults are dealing with. Cause kids are also dealing with those problems. So it's funny that we bring that up because um, this last week I bought a board game, another card game for our family because we kind of go through these phases and then we play a game so many times that daddy's tired of playing this game with his kids <laughs> so we have to change it up just to keep the interest level going. Or somebody. Anyways, okay. um, do you remember, did you ever play Donner Dinner Party with us? Uh, no. You've come over but for a I've few game nights it. before. I think I've maybe – I feel like I've played it, but I don't know if it was with you guys. Okay, it's a uh, – you know, familiar with the Donner, yep, pass the Donner thing. party, yeah, yep. Donner mm-hmm. party, and they tried to come west, and they got stuck on a pass, and mm-hmm. they ended up uh, cannibalizing a few people and yep. trying to stay alive and do their thing, right? And anyways, so they built this board game, a card game around it, uh-huh. where it's very much a um, there's pioneers and there's cannibals, and you got it, and you only know your identity, and you're trying to keep it secret. Okay, yeah. and you're going, so one of those like mafia, Ma- it's mafia, mm-hmm. secret Hitler. Secret if you played Hitler. secret Hitler, that or kind of like, thing. Um, have you ever played Bang? Yep, bang, yep. very much like bang. Yep. Yeah. All right. So you're keeping it secret. And uh, so then the premise of the game is that everybody goes out on a quote on a quote unquote hunt. You get three cards and you gotta pick <laughs> one and bring it back to the bring back the meal. And you can either come back with empty hands. I know this is getting deep and dark and whatever, but this is gonna help because I'm playing with my seven year old, two seven year olds. <laughs> you come back with either empty hands, medicine, poison, or rabbits or um or sorry, squirrels or fish. Anyways, come back with food or no food or mm-hmm. some other things, right? And if you come back with nothing, then you gotta come up with a story as to why you came up with nothing. Uh-oh. Right? Yeah. Um, and you gotta say, well, the only other option, I the only options I had was empty hands or poison, right? Mm-hmm. So you didn't, you don't want to bring poison, so that's why I bring empty hands, right? Well, I'm playing with my seven year old, and Jovi now is expected as a seven year old to lie to all of us to play this game, <laughs> and she's the cutest little liar, right? Because she's got like a little, a little grin, a little twinkle, and she's like, I only had poison and empty hands. That's all I had. That's all I could bring to the table. You know, please don't eat me. <laughs> Which is, which is kind of dark now that I say that out loud, but 
the fact that me as her dad can watch her little gears turning as she was definitely a cannibal who probably threw away squirrels or good food to eat, kept the other cards, and now has to lie to us about what she has. She's able to process what I need to say to try and throw the scent off what I brought to the table mm-hmm. or what I brought to the dinner table. It yeah. was very interesting. Yeah. She's very smart. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. We're teaching them at a very young age. <laughs> How to lie. How to lie. <laughs> well, what I'm trying to teach them is that daddy can spot it when you lie. So don't lie to me because I know. There we go. That's I've been, the real I've been moral. watching you lie for 11 years, kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your car broke down and so you're late. Yeah. I doubt it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Uh, anything else jump out at no. God and Gold Week 1? that was it all right good it was uh i'm excited for this series it should be a lot of fun it is it was the very much an intro to the series sort of kind of you know intro into that piece i really liked um some of the eastward metaphorical stuff in in genesis i think anytime i speak in genesis and i can kind of relate it to the mindset of the people who are in the original audience trying to read through this and make sense of life i think that's always an interesting kind of way to go down so uh, we'll continue that this week with part two. Join us on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know that football starts this Sunday. I get it. <laughs> Guess what time football starts on Sunday for like 11 games on Sunday, Megan. Like, So there's there's 16 games on, on, on weekend one, right? Mm-hmm. There's a game on Thursday, which is great, Thursday night football. Um, and then there's um, two games on Monday, one game on Sunday night. So that takes care of Four. So that means there's 12 games on Sunday at either 10 or one o'clock. Mm-hmm. All right. Now here's the problem with the NFL schedule uh, and whoever the commissioner and whoever sets the schedule. They obviously <laughs> don't love Jesus because what they do is of those 12 games, did I say 12? 12 games, uh, nine of them are at 10 a.m. and three of them are at one, which does not make any sense whatsoever, especially <laughs> because they used to do it so that, you know, the games would be on one o'clock Eastern time mm-hmm. so that you could tailgate, go to a game, still get home in time for work. Well, now that we're all watching these all online, mm-hmm. all online all the time, why would you not, if not balance it out, make it heavier towards 1 p.m. Yeah. East or Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern time. I'm so angry. I'm so angry. When I saw it come through, I thought that's that's bogus. This is uh, in a West Coast pastor's kind of worst nightmare is lots of 10 o'clock games, especially when your team is playing at 10 o'clock, which uh, isn't the case this week oh, okay. for the Seahawks. But um, still, it doesn't still. matter. doesn't yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. It's still very, very frustrating. So I know that there's going to be a temptation for you to watch football instead of <laughs> church on Sunday. Here's the here's the uh, concession Week that I make two to you of Brent trying there to convince people to watch church to instead of football. <laughs> watch on your screen on two tiles on your screen, <laughs> and I would be okay with that. Uh, I'm fine. I'll concede to that, um, and I will even I'll tell you that the volume. Which side of the volume is on will be critical towards um, where you're at in your relationship with Jesus. So that's all I'm saying with on the volume piece. So much just shade. The, yeah, I know so much shade. <laughs> we had our draft last night. Did you see? Uh, do you follow me on Twitter at all? Uh, no. Okay. Am I on Twitter? No. No, probably not. Anyways, it doesn't. I'm I'm hardly on Twitter. I, I went on Twitter because it was such a ridiculous scenario in life. Kylie, we had somebody drop out of our fantasy football league. Kylie graciously accepted a last minute invite into our league. (laughs) 
So we both drafted together. I like, I went to, Megan, I went to all this work. Uh-huh. I drafted two copies of all of the like sheets that I use, cheat sheets. So that she So could... that she would have, So because she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll help you out. No worries. We'll do this, whatever. She just pick who, like by name, cool it's, names or whichever no, one was most no, attractive. No, listen, it's an or... auction draft. And so uh-huh. you're uh, you're betting against other people, oh, okay. right? You're yep. saying, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give, you have 200 fake dollars. I'll give $55 for, I don't know, whoever, you yep. know, this player, right? And Megan, multiple times, I would sit there, I would have somebody that I really liked that I, and I would say something like, oh, this is great. I can't let, uh, let me think of who it was. I can't let Zach Ertz go for $22. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen. So I would click it. And two seconds later, <laughs> somebody else bids $23. Is it Kylie? And it's Kylie. She just outbid and I, you on all She of never bid from zero to $21. And as soon as it started going down and it would be like, they have a countdown clock, it would go like five four, three, two, one. And then she bids just to get at me. And I look at her and I said, what are you doing? She's like, you said it was a good player. I probably should bet on it. And I say, knock it off. And then I bet another dollar. And she clicks, she overpays. She is now overpaying for Zach Ertz and causing me grief that I just, I was, and so then that happened. I said, well, that's frustrating. I will keep that quiet. And then she proceeded to do it multiple more times, <laughs> multiple all night long. If I bet more than one on one player, mm-hmm. if I did it like twice, it would like cue something in her to be like, he really wants this guy. <laughs> click, click, click. Oh my goodness. Was your marriage tested? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went on Twitter and I said, she has done this to me three times, guys. Thoughts and prayers for her and her poor behavior and attitude this evening. If you guys could just keep her in your prayers, that would be really, really important. And, I then, love she, it. and then she came back and said, well, you could have him for a dollar more. You could have had him for a dollar more. And I gave her the Michael Scott uh, meme of, um, you are a thief of joy. And left it at that. Uh, I love it. All right, let's jump right. into our something interesting. Yeah. We always try and end this podcast with something that we have found interesting, something we've read, watched, or experienced. And uh, I think you yeah, go first because you opened. I opened. Um, this isn't exactly new. Um, I think I've talked about it before, actually. But one of my favorite artists, um, comic, like comic strip artists right now, his name is Nathan Pyle. And he has... Um, P-Y-L-E, by the P-Y-L-E, way. P-Y-L-E, yep. And he has a comic series called Strange Planet, which has two books, um, and I bought them both. The first one isn't here yet, but his second one, Stranger Planet, is here. Um, And they're kind of about, like, aliens that live in a, like, Earth world. And so, but just the way he uses really, like, big words of talking about um, things. So, like, pets or animals are called creatures. The aliens are called beings. Um, and he does, they do like, they just do normal earth things. And then he talks about them with like really fun language and stuff. Um, it's very smart humor. Yeah. Very smart humor. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know that I necessarily want to read any to you because they're not like, they're way better. Right. It, you, you'd it's read like it. It's like a visual experience And then it wouldn't sure. work yeah. as well as, so yeah, no, yeah. that's, I, I totally agree. But yeah. it is one of my brother-in-law's. Uh, favorite comic strips, um, Matt Shank, and then him and Chris Gell will yeah. always read those and then send them to me. Yeah, and uh, it's like that. If you 
if you liked Family Guy, um, and you know, and <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the k- kind of humor that it is. Well, I don't particularly like Family Guy. Well, okay, so. they do, and I'm trying to think. <laughs> South Park's a little bit too dirty and I can't share no, it. This like, is smarter than that. Yeah, it's smarter. I mean, it's just like normal everyday things, right? But they're talked yeah. about in like a kind of unique smart language way. Yeah. Um, like, and I used one in my like intro with my students because he has one where there's like a kid at a science fair and it's, I just love how it talks about science. Like it's about making, like having an idea, finding out you were wrong and then making a display about how wrong you were. So, um, it's just like that kind of stuff. I don't know. I yeah. love it. It's yeah. great. Did you grow up on comics? Like what were your, yeah. Um, we did, what like, were your, give me your, like name three comics that you were into. Um, Calvin for. and Hobbes, yeah. um, peanuts, pickles, a little bit zits. Um, a lot of those like family comics, mm-hmm. um, Sometimes Family Circus. Zitz was a, a big one in our house. Mm-hmm. My mom would cut those out because she thought it was her <laughs> and our family, uh-huh. like her raising me, I think, specifically mm-hmm. as a teenager. Um, uh, Calvin and Hobbes as a kid, I bought every Calvin and Hobbes book ever. And at some point I lost all of them and or gave them away or sold them or something or I don't know, just read through them so much that they just fell apart. <laughs> so uh, a few years ago, my sister-in-law bought me the entire Calvin and Hobbes collection for Christmas. Nice. And it's down in my office, and I, it's one of my prized possessions. I nice. love it. So yeah. uh, Calvin Hobbes is a big one. I'm trying to think of anyone else that I like. I used to cut them out. I would get the papers and just, like, collect mm-hmm. the comic strips out of out of paper. Yeah. Be like, I'm not going to pay $1.99 for a book at a thrift <laughs> store. I'm going to cut these out for seven months. <laughs> Save myself a dollar. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't, I'm trying to think yeah. of other ones that I would. Those were the mean ones. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. All right. Mine was sent to me by our trusty friend, Margot, who is with child <laughs> and living in the Pittsburgh mm. and has sent me several in the past. And I, I always get them too late or forget about them. She's smart this time. She knew I was probably recording tomorrow or the next day. She sent me this yesterday. <laughs> uh, and that makes it me, you know, me have something immediately mm-hmm. that I know I can go with. Um, she sent me a, uh, a Twitter post from a guy named Matt Anderson who writes for the New York Times who did kind of a little – one of those fun stories in the New York Times because the New York Times can be pretty uh, like wah, wah, wah. Here's mm-hmm. what's wrong with America. Um, uh, this one was kind of a cool side story. John Cage's organ, it's, which is a song, has been playing on the organ of a church in Hal- Halberstadt. I'm probably not saying that right, but Halberstadt, Germany since 2001 – um, it's the song is called organ and in parentheses as slow as possible. Um, <laughs> the performance runs until 2640 and this Saturday, the chord that has been held since 2013 will change. So for So in other words, for seven years, it's been the same, same chord. chord on wow. an organ. When did it start? Um, uh, that's a great question. Let me see if I can tell. Uh, oh, oh, 2001 since 2001. Okay. okay. Yep. So um, 20 years. 19 years. Yeah. The, for the 17 so years, it's been the same chord. Yeah. I don't know if it, what it was what it was before that, but it's been the same chord. You can go and hear this chord being played. And then in 2000, uh, uh, in, yeah, it's going to change this weekend. Anyways. Oh, wow. Um, to the next chord. Yeah, this crazy. weekend to the next chord. So That's kind of crazy. an exciting, fun, you, weird, quirky deal. This, Way to go, Germany. Yeah. Way to be weird. <laughs> They're pretty good at it. Um, <laughs> this summer... I was swimming with a five-year-old and she likes to play the sloth race game where you 
try and go as slow as possible to the other side of the pool, which for her is great because she wears a life vest. Oh, yeah, for super me, easy. For me, not yeah. quite as easy. <laughs> <laughs> You're sinking, Miss Megan. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thanks, Margo, for the heads up yeah, on that's that. Super that's fun. pretty exciting. I've never been to Germany, but I would love to go someday. And apparently, I have until twenty six forty. So, uh, pretty good <laughs> to shot. Hear that chord. Pretty good shot, I would guess, <laughs> of hearing that if I ended up there. All right, that'll do it for this week's yeah. episode of Say Something Interesting. We'll be back on Sunday with part two of God and Gold. Also, this Sunday, very very exciting. Um, is our worship night, outdoor worship night in the evening at 7 p.m. Now, it did drop in temperature uh, this today specifically, and we're anticipating it continuing to kind of sort of drop or be, at least be chillier than what maybe you've been used to. That's all I will say that. Uh, bring a light jacket. Bring something warm. Bring also your <laughs> mask. Bring a friend. Um, do whatever you need to do to be able to come out on Sunday night at 7 p.m. in our parking lot right outside the theater. The band's been working on some music together. It's going to be just fun night chance to see uh, a few people in person which is exciting um talked to kagan the other day he's going to be offering a special a uh any drink and any crepe for like nine bucks or something wow. beforehand uh, which is a great deal because yeah. i think that also includes they're now serving beer and wine too oh, wow um so anyways um come before or stay after or i don't know i guess you could do it while you're doing it. that'd be kind of weird to be like chomp- chomping down on a nutella crepe while we're worshiping but <laughs> If you wanted to do it, I guess you could. Um, that'd be that'd be funny, but uh, yeah, that's yeah. happening. And then uh, this Sunday, we're going to be doing the. Um, you don't even know this because we decided. I, I looked at the oh, staff, staff meeting notes. Okay, so we're going to be doing Pictionary again. Yeah, because you guys decided you that was saw the our special guest then, didn't you? I did. Dang it! <laughs> that was supposed to be a secret. Sorry. Well, don't put it in the staff notes if it's supposed to be. A God, I'm going to revoke those permissions on your account. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, that Mal- would really our friend Mallory. On you. Yeah, yeah, I would. <laughs> why is why is Megan so unproductive right now? <laughs> She's not allowed in her email. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, our friend Mallory, our our previous co-host yes. of the Say Something Interesting podcast, is going to be doing drawing the pictures uh, for Megan did and she Kylie. Did you that, or you just like saying she now? did? Okay. She she did via phone today. I have phone records of her being a part of that. So excited to have her. Um, yeah, yeah, do that, and uh, it'll be great. That's yeah. it. Have a great week, guys. Bye.